mean to tell you, you are in for a real treat this week. Yes, I've said that before, but this time... I actually mean it, and if you grew up in or around Henderson, chances are you can't imagine life without hearing music from my special guest today. Even if you did not grow up in or around Henderson, there's still a decent chance you may have heard him or heard of him because he is quite a marvelous musician, and to say the least, he gets around. He is... Mr. Keith Benson, he's been singing and playing guitar since he was an extremely young pup. He has quite a bit of songwriting experience. He has quite a bit of experience playing music professionally. Keith has three studio albums to his credit. And to boot, he is a teacher by trade. And he still enjoys performing for guests across the region and throughout the state upon request, we will get a feel for what his shows are like. He will describe those to us. We will also learn how we can book Keith Vincent for our venues and functions of choice. And we will hear two of his terrific tunes, one of which I requested and he obliged. And just goes to show that my man Keith Vincent is truly a man of the people. So get ready. We will hear from him in mere moments on Blabbit in the Bluegrass Season 6, Episode 2, which starts right now. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Middletown to Middlesboro, Midland to Midway, we absolutely positively blanket the bluegrass better than anybody else right here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass as we thoughtfully and wholeheartedly explore and celebrate all things Kentucky. Sam Moore here at a splendid Henderson spectacle known as the North Quail Motel. We've got a Commonwealth crowd pleaser lined up today, and our guest exemplifies this title in uh, every sense. In fact, he could also pass for an exceptional educator. You know, we like to spotlight educators from time to time here on the show and interview them about their uh, teaching background, and we touched on that a little bit here uh, because Keith Vincent did have and continues to have a very impressive background in the classroom, but primarily we're focused on his uh, experience as a musician, singing and playing guitar, songwriting. He has been a front man for a number of country and rock bands. Quite an impressive resume all around. I've been hearing Keith Vincent sing and play off and on throughout my whole life. In fact, uh, his daughter Erin was a year younger than I in school. We had a class together which we really enjoyed. Now, uh, Keith's other daughter 
is uh, a little older than me, Jenny, and we haven't gotten to know each other personally as yet. I would welcome that opportunity. If uh, she's anything like her daddy, she's a pleasure, I know. But right now, we are uh, blessed to be joined by Mr. Keith Vincent, and we will hear from him. He is waiting in the wings, chomping at the bit, and uh, you won't want to miss a second of not only our conversation, but also his uh, terrific tunes. He has an impressive catalog of songs that he has written. A couple of them he's going to do for us today. One of them, like I said, I especially requested because I heard it last year, instantly fell in love with it. I know that you all are going to be able to uh, relate to at least one, if not both of these songs, and uh, they'll both be music to your ears. I can promise you that. But before we get to Keith, I have... Yet another bluegrass brain buster, hot off the press and ready for your ears and brain wheels. As you know, if you've been with me for any kind of extended time frame, we try to do one of these each and every week, so I'm going to give you the question now. You can think on it while you hear Keith and I blab and you hear him sing and play, and we will give you the answer at the conclusion of today's show. Now, as many of you know... Miss Martha Lane Collins became Kentucky's very first female governor, and the only one to date. She held this role between 83 and 87, 1983-1987, but 27 years before Martha Lane Collins became governor, she earned another admirable distinction that many may not be aware of. What is it? Again, Martha Lane Collins became the state's first and only female governor to date back in 1983. But 27 years prior to that, Martha earned another admirable distinction that many may not, in fact, are probably not aware of. So, tell me what that is. Get the juices flowing. I know hearing music always helps me think, and I know it will probably help you think. And we will give you the answer in the program's final segment. Good luck. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. Well, on the show accompanying me today, I am joined by uh, a very talented musician. He has served in various capacities as a uh, vocalist and a guitarist and a studio artist. You name it, he's pretty much done it. I have uh, been to a number of his shows and Thoroughly enjoyed everyone, and uh, to boot all that, he is also a teacher by trade, and he just picked up a, a new teaching gig recently. We will uh, dive into that and uh, much, much more as we go along, but uh, please help me welcome to the podcast stage Henderson's very own Keith Vincent. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you, buddy. Thanks Thank for having me on. Well, I'm, I am thrilled to do it. Of course, uh, a fellow Hendersonian indeed. Not only are you um, a fellow Hendersonian, you have the unique distinction of being a former Henderson City High Flash. That is exactly right. <laughs> Class of 74. 74. Oh, you're giving oh. your age away there. Oh, but. man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have... That just blurted out. I should have thought oh, about that. Oh, goodness. But, <laughs> hey, uh, AJ, nothing but a number, is it? That's exactly right, buddy. <laughs> you know, I always tell people I would have loved to be a fly on the wall during uh, one of those old uh, city high, county high football games because I hear oh. those were big rivals. Hey, man, listen, I was uh, 
I was I've always been in the band, you know, and so one of the one of the things I remember most is we were doing a, a city county game, and uh, the Henderson City Band started started up the field, and I mean it wasn't any time before eggs were flying at us and everything else, man. We oh. were getting oh, it was I think the band was just an easy target. Oh, <laughs> so they yeah, just hurled. I can see that. I can see the band being an easy target. Now, uh, you, you never played any sports, did you, Keith? I didn't in high school. Uh, well, you <laughs> you were too busy with music, so yeah. You, know. you know that's that's really the truth. I always loved sports. You know, I love playing uh, uh, baseball. Love. I wasn't very good at basketball, but I loved playing football. Just wasn't quite big enough, you know. So <laughs> well, you you found your niche, I'd say. You know, I, honest to goodness, Sam, I can't remember not playing. You know, that's uh that's how long I've been doing it. So there you go. So it's <laughs> it's it's in your blood. Now, uh, as we've just sort of touched on here, you've been a, a steady musician for um, gosh, forty plus years, and that's definitely to be commended. So uh, tell us uh, when and how you you first fell in love with music Keith well you know Sam I think uh, I you know I think I can trace it back to uh, being uh, eight years old and my mother and father decided they were both school teachers right and <clears throat> they decided uh, to go visit my older brother who was living in Anchorage Alaska ah so they went out and bought a 1965 brand new Volkswagen camper van and we took off for uh, Anchorage, Alaska, uh, by car. Real short drive. <laughs> it, it took us. It took us seven days to get there. Oh goodness! But it was it was great fun. It was a great educational experience. I've never forgotten it. But I guess the thing that came out of it, Sam, more than anything else, was uh, my older brother. He, he's eleven years older than I am, and you know how it is. You you just you kind of worship that that older sibling especially when they're that far and he was playing guitar and he was playing in a folk group in Alaska in 1965 and uh all that man I just wanted to be like him so <laughs> you just wanted to be like your brother just like my brother so he, they went and I think somehow they recognized that he and my dad and they went out to a little pawn shop there in Anchorage Alaska and bought me a Sears Silvertone guitar for about seven dollars <clears throat> and I played that thing. Jerry showed me about, I showed me four chords, I think. None of them went together, but that's okay. We, <laughs> we got to start somewhere. <laughs> but at any rate, I played, you know, I practiced from the moment I got that guitar. I don't think I ever set it down uh, all, until all the way back. I practiced in the van all the way home. And by the time I got home from Alaska, I could kind of feel my way through it. So that's that was kind of the... Uh, uh, beginnings of, uh, you know, where my music uh, career started. Your parents are probably like, son, you're sounding great, but can you, can you give us a little break for a few minutes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know, Sam, that's the way it should have been. But honest <laughs> to goodness, I can't ever remember them it, discouraging me. You know, my brother Gary played as right. well. And uh, we, gosh, I guess, man, we were 10, 12, 10, 11 years old and we were playing in, in bands, you know, playing in, a, in rock bands of the 60s. And we were sure. still too young to get out and play too much. But 
by the time we got into uh, high school, uh, junior high school and high school, my parents were, hey man, here's, they went out and bought us amplifiers and guitars and uh, my friend, there was three of us, me, Gary and Randy Vaughn. And uh, Randy was a drummer for us. Dad, mom and dad went out and bought him his first set of drums and they just uh, bought us our first PA and they would leave the house every day after school go up to Audubon Park while we sit in the basement and rattle the, the dishes off of the shelf upstairs. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you gave the dishes a workout. Now, now were, were either of your parents musically inclined, Key? They would never let you believe it. My dad was very musical. He, he never uh, would admit it, but he, he would play guitar around the house all the time, and he really played very well. He just didn't give himself much credit, but he played very well. I learned how to play rhythm just by watching and listening to him. And he would, on Sunday mornings, man, he'd sit, pull out his guitar and he'd pull, play all the, his favorite hymns, you know? And that's, uh, for a lot of times that was, that was our worship on Sunday morning. Well, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. And uh, yes, it is. <laughs> we were, we were talking off the air. You've got, uh, you've got two daughters. Did they ever get into any kind of singing or playing? They both sang. Uh, both of them were in the high school band. Erin uh, Aaron got out, I think, as she was a freshman. She was in band up until she was through eighth grade, played clarinet. Oh, cool. Uh, Jenny was a French horn player. She was our drum major at Glasgow High School, where I was the band director. And uh, Oh, gotcha. So, you know, I, I was fortunate to take Jenny all the way through high school band. And Erin, she, you know, she wanted to do some other things. So, uh, but she's always loved music, man. She's passionate about her music. Well, that's, that's great to hear. I was going to say, I didn't remember Erin uh, being in the band, but I guess that's why, because she uh, ventured another path after her freshman yeah, year. But uh, That's right. Yeah, she did. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what, what instrument did you play in the high school band? I was a trumpet player. Trumpets. Yeah, and then I went to, uh, I played baritone in the concert band and played trumpet in the pet band and uh, marching band. See, so you were in the <laughs> the concert band, the pet band, marching hey, band. <laughs> if it ended in A&D, buddy, I was in it. If it ended in A&D, you were, <laughs> you were a part of it and you were still I dabbling. Was. <laughs> you were still dabbling in local uh, rock bands too throughout this All time. the time. All the time. I mean, it's just, we couldn't wait to get home and practice. You know, we were, we, uh, Grand Funk Railroad, man. We played every Grand Funk Railroad song you could imagine. And we're an American band. It, that's right. American band. And just a lot of those early things that we did. Heartbreaker and, uh, just a lot of those tunes. Um, I'm your captain, you know. There you go. Yeah. Those yeah. are songs that still, <laughs> that still are pretty pretty close to my heart you know i hear them on the radio and boy that does that take me back absolutely I, i'm sure they do now uh, one one local band here in henderson area i remember hearing dad speak a lot about uh, when i was younger is the uh, the little dixie boys were you ever involved with them no no they is and i may be completely wrong on that but i believe they may have been more of a were they a gospel group or were they i think so they might i think they were uh, a little bit of country too yeah yeah we uh we were in a band we had the band called the great western band and uh we did that for several years around town i played with you know with a lot of the guys that i considered considered legends around town john haynes and just a lot of good players i had a chance to play with 
and I learned so much from every one of them, you know. Another one of your um, music buddies from uh, here in town is uh, the one and only Randy Owens. Hi, Randy's a good friend. Yeah, we, Randy is, loves to write songs more than anybody I ever saw. Awesome. And he, <laughs> he is full, he is so full of ideas. And uh, so we started getting together a few years ago and just kind of, we enjoyed each other's company and, and Randy was always kind of the idea man. And I was kind of the, uh, uh, kind of put the parts together guy, you know? Sure. Yes. <laughs> you both had a role. But... Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we did a few things, you know, several things I think we both were proud of. So that was, yeah. that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Randy introduced himself to me a few years ago at the, at Sandy Lee song fest. He's like, I'm Randy Owens. I'm like, Oh, the Alabama lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, that's Randy Owen. That's right. There's no S there, is it? There's no S and we have to be very careful that we make that we make that clarification. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Randy Owens. Uh, that's right. With an S. Yeah. Alabama's <laughs> lead singers, Randy Owen and no yeah. S, but, uh, but anyway, Keith, I know you went to college. Um, you got your undergrad at uh, Murray state. Well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Sam. I've been to every college in West Kentucky. Oh, you took the grand tour. I took the grand tour. <laughs> Honestly, I, I had enough hours at Murray state to uh, to graduate but i was never very good at playing piano oh, and i had gotcha. the, i had the hardest time passing their piano proficiencies i got it i'm just going to confess it all right now <laughs> and uh honestly uh because i had such a hard time i mean i had a, a real good gpa but I just seen, couldn't seem to pass that piano proficiency, got frustrated and said, Tina, let's go back to Henderson. And we did. And I played music and uh, she had a job. She was a speech and hearing therapist. Oh, uh -huh. and, uh, and she had a job here in Henderson County. And I came back, worked, worked for Chrysler when Chrysler was not doing very well. Didn't, didn't make a lot of money selling Cordobas. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and then we and then i uh uh i went to work for credit thrift my good friend um, richard denton was the manager and he just i worked there for i don't know four or five years until they decided they were going to transfer me to north carolina as a manager and i thought to myself you know i don't think i can do this for the rest of my life so that's when i made the decision to go back to school Oh, so that, <laughs> that's when you finished the uh, degree. Did, did, you, did you still have to at least somewhat conquer that piano class? <laughs> yes, I did. But I was able to go to uh, Western Kentucky University. My alma mater. <laughs> they had a guitar. Yeah, they had a guitar uh, major at that time. David Kelsey was the teacher. And I went down and auditioned. And, and David said, I tell you what, Keith, he said, you'll come down here, spend a year. I, got, I had to spend a year on campus. Right. He said, you'll come down here. He said, I'll get you through this. And uh, sure enough, I, I was, became a guitar, classical guitar major and did that for a solid year. Spent a lot of time in the practice room catching up. But I, just true to his word, he you know, got me through it. And I was able to get a, a teaching degree, instrumental music. And from there on out, you know, that's, that's really what I've done as far as a 
a real career, a yes. real day, a real day job. Saying, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've had you've had the day job and then the fun job. And then yeah, that's right. You know, you've been able to to sort of mix the two. Now, uh, oh, man. <laughs> if I, and I'll tell you this, I've been really, really, really a blessed guy just because, you know, everything in my life that has done that has meant anything has always revolved around music. You know, sure. and, and uh, I was, uh, I've been able to teach music to young people and that that's uh, one of the biggest thrills I've gotten out of it. But I've been able to play professionally in a lot of different venues and uh, I've been able to write music. I've enjoyed doing that. I've been able to worship, you know, worship through my music. I was the uh, worship uh, the music director at Chapel Hill for 24 years. Right. So, yeah. So <laughs> you got to so, exercise your passion at Chapel Hill. Yeah. And then I retired for about eight years after 30 years in the public schools. And I just happened to get a call last year that, hey, from an old uh, student teacher and said, Keith, said you might be interested in this job. And I just kind of felt God was nudging me that way. And so that's the way I went. And I've just finished up my first year at Evansville Christian Schools, their band director. So he's been band director at Evansville Christian for one year and and still going strong. Now still going strong, buddy. Right. <laughs> yes, I'm, indeed. We'll we'll talk more about that shortly. But take us back uh, now, if you would, Keith, to your your very first gig as a a professional musician, and uh, share with us some of your fondest memories of this experience. Golly, Sam. You, you slept you know, a night I, or two since then, haven't you? Yeah, you know, I guess probably the truth was to make when I really started playing uh, professionally um, was probably I was probably in college, uh, and I remember doing at uh, Henderson Community College. I told you I've been to every college in West Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed, the Grand Tour. The, the Grand Tour, and I was at Henderson Community College. And I did a coffee house out there. I don't know. I think they, I think I might have made fifty dollars or something doing it. And uh, but boy, I know I love doing it. It was uh, people were, you know, we got a good crowd and everybody was there and they were also attentive to listening to the music. And I learned, I knew right then. But it, I I like doing this, and uh, so I, they just kind of built up built up on itself, and I just started playing by myself a lot. I did a lot of solo stuff. And then I, we put a band together and we did a band several years, but the, at the same time, I was still playing solo stuff. And, uh, you know, Sam, in all fairness, man, I've been doing it. I feel like I've been doing it all my life. Yeah. I'll tell you, you, you can't, uh, you can't imagine not doing it. I know. No, no I and, really can't. <laughs> and of even course, to, even to this day, you know, I mean, I'm still, I've got a cool gig coming up this weekend. I got a chance to, I'm going to open for a Jimmy Buffett tribute act in Louisville. Oh. Uh, it's called, a, the group is called A1A. And uh, A1A is the name of the group. It's a tribute band. And uh, I'm going to get it. Uh, I'm going to get a chance to open for them. I'm going to be doing it, for, you know, by myself, but you know, it's going to be in a nice venue. I think it's the amphitheater up there at Jeffersonville. And uh, just, you know, just a, a cool opportunity to get up there and do something completely different. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a, a fun experience for you. Yeah. Too, uh, you know, and, and who doesn't love Jimmy Buffett? So. That's, 
I've been a fan since 72, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the man hasn't had that many huge hits, but it's, no. it's, it's crazy. Everybody loves him. Hey, but, yeah. That, well, you know, they always say he's a genre of one. That's true. He can't be classified into any genre, can he? No. They say, hey, you know, what kind of music do you play? Well, I do Jimmy Buffett music, you know. And you can, when you say that, they kind of get a, a, an idea as to, well, that's, you know, I understand what you, where you're coming from. You know, you're Jimmy, you do a Jimmy Buffett show. And then, you, you know, you pull in all the 70s classic stuff in the, with that. But, uh, yeah, Jimmy Buffett is, uh, uh, people live vicariously through his music, you know absolutely they do and it's, it speaks to a lot of people now uh, you've been you've been a front man key for a number of uh country and rock bands and i think you mentioned one of them but let's expand that a little more and talk about uh some of the uh, the other country and, and rock bands that people might be familiar with or remember that that you fronted well you know i, I... sam i played in. i promise you i guess i played in every kind of band you can imagine but uh, probably the one band we we hit together uh, longer than any was the Great Western Band when I was, and that was, I'm going to say around. Uh, you were, that was during your high school days, I know. No, that was actually in the late 80s. It was at, during that urban cowboy movement. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, late 80s, maybe early 90s. And uh that was my brother and myself and uh, Randy Vaughn and Matt Telfer. And so we played that gig for a long time. Loved doing it. Uh, I played in a bit in a bluegrass group that played quite a bit. And in, uh, uh, in, when I was at Murray, played in bluegrass groups there. And but honestly, the biggest portion of my time, Sam has been uh, playing, you know, doing a solo gig, you know, pretty much just getting out there and uh, playing as many of the songs that'll fit you know what i do yeah you know as much as possible i know you've been to to nashville a handful of times have you have you played in very many of the broadway establishments down there you know i have not um uh and i've it's not had I, that i haven't tried oh, uh, gotcha. i just i really didn't have a lot of connections through there and but i would every time i'd go down there i said you know i could do that gig there you, um, <laughs> you know the band the band in the window gigs and I, I thought that well, that, that'd be a lot of fun, uh, but it just that for some reason that just never came together. I've, I've played down at the Bluebird several times. Uh, oh, that's a historic place. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I've played a lot of the songwriters nights. You know, I've done a, I've done quite a bit of the, quite a few of the writers nights, uh, just trying to get down there and get some of the songs heard. You know. Now, another place I'd like to go, I've been all around it, but I've not been quite there yet. It's on my bucket list is Tootsie. You ever been to Tootsie's? Yep, been there many times. But again, it's just been to, uh, uh, as a listener, you know. I've yeah, never... just as a listener. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a, It's just, uh, you know, it's what it is. It's just a little, little club that's uh, with a passageway right off of um, the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah, it's right there. Tootsie's Orchid Lounge is the right. is the full name. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely have to hit that up sooner than later. Yeah. Now, uh, describe how you became interested in writing songs and uh, how you discovered your talent for doing so. Well, I, I'm gonna go back to my brother, my older brother, oh, uh -huh. and uh, he again he was a songwriter and, and a very good songwriter, and uh, I. 
was about 12 years old and I, he would, I would learn some of the songs that he had written and I felt like, well, that would be fun to do, I think. I don't know why I decided to do it, but I just, I sat down and started writing songs when I was 12 years old and I, I've been writing ever since. There you go. So it's, it's in your blood now. Yeah, it That's, really is. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's always been a real passion. That's for sure. And um, we mentioned briefly that you've also been a, uh, a studio artist. In fact, you've got two albums that showcase your, uh, your songwriting abilities. The, uh, let's see, the first one was Long Dry Spell, and that was in 2009, correct? That was, um, but actually I did one prior to that called They Only Come Out at Night. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and that was, oh man, that was maybe back around 2000, 2001, 2002. So early 2000s. Then, yeah. And then I did an, another one uh, that was called Georgia Dreaming. Right. That was, uh, <laughs> that was 2010. There you, okay, there you go. So <laughs> they've been, I've had those, I've, we've gone to the studio those three times and then I've done a lot of kind of more isolated things that didn't really result in an album, but uh, we just did some recording to have some stuff for posterity's sake. There you go. Now, um, I know that, like you said, you've, you've written a number of songs with the uh, with your buddy Randy Owens here in town. Now, what, what what do you believe has been the primary inspiration for most of the songs you've written? Trying to get a hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, you know, for many of the stuff, many of the songs that we've written or I've written has been with that in mind, you know, and it's been written as a target, uh, as a top 40 country song or whatever. But then I have a lot of stuff and, and the stuff, that really just kind of comes from, you know, living in, living in Kentucky. And, uh, I've always considered myself a Southern boy and, oh, yeah. you know, I, I love the South and I love what it stands for. Uh, I love the, uh, the food, <laughs> you know, you and me both. <laughs> I love the music. I'm just, there's just so much of it that uh, appeals to me. So I, most of the songs I've written kind of deal with, you know, life around this area. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah, what one of those is South and Summertime, which um, you're going <laughs> to play for us here shortly. Now, uh, as if you didn't stay busy enough uh, singing, songwriting, and and guitar picking, you are uh, also a teacher. Let's see, you started at, um, let's say, Glasgow High School was your first gig, right? No, I mean, like I say, just like I went to college, in every school in Kentucky. I think I probably taught most taught of at every school. In Kentucky. <laughs> Honestly, Sam, I started teaching. Uh, I taught at Owensboro Catholic High School. Gotcha. Three years. I taught, uh, then I went to Owensboro Senior for a year. Oh, you were a Red Devil. I was a Red Devil. And then I, you know, I really, my goal was always to be a part of the Henderson County program. Sure. So I came back and got, a, got the job at Henderson South. Uh, junior high at that time and I was there for three years and then went to help Mr. Caldwell at the high school for a year or two and then took, a, then took a head job this is my first head job was at um, 
Glasgow High School. Oh, that was your first head man. Yeah. First that head man gig. Yep. That was my first job as the head band director. And uh, I was there for seven years. Had a great, great run there and great kids. And that's right. You said that uh, you said your oldest daughter, Jenny, played in, the, in your band while you were at Glasgow. So that's right. That's right. And then I came back as the head director at Henderson County. Mr. Caldwell was leaving. And so I took his place. And I was there for four years, I think. And uh, I don't know, just kind of went through that middle-aged crazy time. And uh, I started my own business downtown. Uh, it, was a, it was just a music, music, uh, a lesson place, you know, uh, what do I want to say? Yeah, because you got guitar lessons. And, yeah, um... it was a studio and a small retail business. And then I honestly, I said, well, I need that insurance, so I better get back to teaching again. So <laughs> went back to teaching back in Owensboro at Burns Middle School, and I did that for four years. And oh man, believe it or not, I came back to North Middle School. You know, and, you know, it was your second tour of duty at North. <laughs> oh man, I yeah, and then I took the high school job again. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. You know, but over 30 years, you, you can, you can move around a lot. I had a friend tell me, you know, five years is as long as anybody ought to stay at a band directing job. So uh, maybe there was some truth in that. Yeah. I did. <laughs> you know, variety is, is sort of the spice mm -hmm. of life as they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, how, now how long, uh, when did you move back from Glasgow? 1999. 99. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so you've been, you've been back here for, uh, almost 25 years now of course now you're at um, Evansville Christian School this is going to be your second year there what would you say uh, has been the uh, your greatest accomplishment uh, as an educator when when reflecting back what are you most proud of in, in terms of your teaching accomplishments honestly I, I you know I guess it's all I'm always vindicated when you get a, a note from one of your former students that says you know man you know I, I Band has been such an important part of my life. It's helped me become a better adult. It's helped me become a better citizen. You know, we all teach, we teach students. And, you know, music is just forced. It's just one of those things that we're able to get through to the students with. Sure. And at, of all the things, you know, we've, we've had some nice successes. I, we were third at state, you know, the state marching band contest. And, uh, had some superior ratings, played at the conventions and all that. But, you know, I always tell the kids, you know, you'll always, you'll, you'll forget the trophies that you won, but you're always going to remember the experience. Oh, yeah, and, the friends you make. Yeah, and the friends you make and the experiences that you have, you'll forget about what the trophies look like. Right. So I guess, you know, the kids that I've had over the years, and I say that uh, in all honesty, I mean, those, that would be the biggest successes, I would think, of that. I've had over the years. Absolutely. It's always great to, to be able to have an impact in, uh, in young folks' lives as a, yes, as a teacher, is. I know. It sure is. Now, uh, these days, like we said, you continue to enjoy uh, performing as a solo acoustic act. You do um, a lot of covers, and I know that's that those are really popular at, at a lot of the, the parties and so forth. People like to hear things they know, but uh, you you also like to do your, your originals as well, and of course, I'm I uh, 
went to one of your shows uh, last year. In fact, it was during uh, Sandy Lee Songfest, and that was that was really neat. Now, uh, are, are you going to be back at Sandy Lee Songfest this year? Yes, I'm, awesome. I'm lucky lucky enough to be able to get back there again this year. And I, it's to me, that's one of the biggest, the most fun things that I'm able to do and hang out with some of those really, really, really good songwriters. Yeah, and, uh, that's, <laughs> it's as much fun to listen to as as it is for them oh, to play. <laughs> oh man, and and just to be able to sit on the stage with some of these guys, you know, that's a uh, for me personally is a is a is a big deal. I can imagine. Now, uh, g- give us sort of a feel for what we can expect, Keith, from uh, one of your shows, generally speaking, and uh, explain how we can touch base with you for for booking information. Well, uh, my show is really, it's kind of geared to whatever audience I may be playing for. Sure. Uh, If it's a, uh, I'm a singles, but I do use some tracks to beef up the sound that I'm, if it's a dance crowd, then I can kind of crank up the tracks a little bit and play a little more dance music, uh, 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 classic rock, that kind of stuff. If it's a listening crowd, then I'll do more acoustic stuff. John Prine, some of the Jimmy Buffett, James Taylor, uh, a lot of the 70s songwriters. Uh, if it's a country show, I'll try to uh, throw in a, a little more country than I might normally. And over the years, I've had, you know, I've, I've been able to learn. I think I've forgotten a lot more songs than I know right now. But uh, I don't believe that. Yeah, I'm telling you. Hey, but they make this handy dandy little application that you put on your phone that puts up all the words you need. Also, you got a little cheat sheet. (laughs) Oh, you bet your buddy. When you get a, a, there was a time in my life, son, there wasn't any way I was going to use words. No way I was going to have everything memorized. Oh, and uh, believe me, that time has long passed. Oh goodness! So it's oh. it's good to have those lyric apps. I know. Yeah. But uh, really, but, but anyway, Keith Vincent caters to the masses. Hey, even if it's a rap crowd, I bet you could find a way to rap, couldn't you, Keith? <laughs> I'm gonna have to pass on that one. You gonna pass I'm, on that one? <laughs> that is one talent I do not at all possess. So. Oh goodness! Now uh, Now how can how can people touch base with you? Uh, they can contact me through, I have a web page, Keith Vincent, uh, Facebook page. Uh, there you go. That's how I contacted yeah. you. So, yeah, <laughs> At, you know, messengers is easy. Um, um, my email is kvincent0014 at gmail.com. Um, yes, indeed. So either by Facebook or, uh, email, those will either work. Now, are you, um, are you still giving guitar lessons or vocal lessons of any kind? No, I'm not because school takes so much time. Uh, just trying to teach those young ones how to play flute and saxophone, clarinet. That, that that keeps me about as busy as I need to be. Absolutely, that and and your other gigs. You, you know, you you yeah. got to find you got to have time to sleep in there somewhere. Yep, yep. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Now you, you're going to be in Louisville, or actually in Jeffersonville, uh, mm-hmm. coming up this weekend. Do, do we have any other uh, gigs scheduled in the near future that we can come and hear Keith Vincent? Well, you know, Sam, I, I, I'm not doing a lot of club work, but I do quite a bit of private parties, uh, those kind of things. Uh, you go. I'm not, I just, I really just don't do much club work anymore. I used to do quite a bit of it, but. Uh, the private parties are, 
seem to be, you know, what keeps me most busy these days. There you go. So when you're at a private party, you never know when uh, when Keith might be in the house. And of course, don't forget about Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival. No, no, no. Don't forget about that. I tell you, <laughs> we are blessed in Henderson to have so many cool festivals. Uh, you know, they just got through with the Porch Fest. Right. Uh, and they got, they uh, we've got the Blues, WC Handy Blues Festival. Yeah, uh, WC Handy Blue- Fest is next week. Yeah. yeah, we got the Bluegrass Festival coming up in August. And we just live in a town that is, uh, uh, you know, truly pays attention to the arts, uh, whatever they may be. And I'm, I'm proud to be uh, uh, a, a member of that community. I don't play as much as I used to, but uh, uh, it's always nice to be a member of that uh, performing, that, yeah. <laughs> performing community that we have around Henderson. So it's good to be in that fraternity, if you will. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> but, exactly right. But anyway, yep, the uh, song Sandy Lake Song Fest was coming up last week of July. And we'll we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. But Keith, uh, this has been great fun. I know as much fun as we've had listening to you. We're going to have even more fun listening to you sing and play. So uh, <laughs> you you've got a couple of. Uh, songs one that i've requested and one i was gonna let you uh take your pick so which one which one would you like to start with my friend well why don't we do south in the summertime to start off with there you go that was my pick you know as a songwriter you you just like to think that you can paint a picture with words and music so that was kind of my idea when i wrote this song i hope see if i can remember it here i got faith in you (laughs) Have you ever been south in the summertime? Way below the Mason-Dixon line There's a trove of treasure waiting to be mine Buried deep in the heart of the south in the summertime Have you ever sat down to a southern feast? String beans, catfish, and sweet peach tea Grits and greens and tomatoes of the vine. That's the downgrown taste of the South in the summertime. I've been back east, I've been out west, I've been up north, and I gotta say, up everywhere I've been in the lower 48, nothing calms my state of mind like the people and the places of the South in the summertime. Have you ever heard a coyote howl in the bog? Listen to the crickets and an old bullfrog. A large mouth baked no ten pound line. That's the down home sound of the south in the summertime. Have you ever strummed a banjo on a front porch swing? Heard a slide guitar and a blues man sing. It can make you laugh, it can make you cry. The music in the air in the south in the summertime. Been back east, been out west, been up north, and I gotta say, everywhere I've been in the lower 48, nothing comes my state of mind 
Like the people in the places of the south in the summertime. Here you learn. I'm going to change that. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Improvise. <laughs> Dixie girls and Southern Belle. Down here you learn not to kiss and tell. Once in your arms, never out of your mind. You got to love the girls of the South in the summertime. Have you ever had a shot of right good shine? Straight from the jug right off the line. Or a mason jar full of apricot wine. Here's to life in the south in the summertime. Here's to life in the south in the summertime. Here's to the people in the places of the south in the summertime. Love it. <laughs> Good stuff. I first heard that song um, at, at Song Fest last year. I just uh, instantly fell in love with it. Now, you talked about the girls in the South in summertime. You're, uh, your lovely wife, uh, Tina, you and her were high school sweethearts, weren't you? Yes, we were. And she's put up with me now for 45 years of marriage. That's something I'm probably more proud of than anything else. There you go. Well, I'd say I'd say it's working out then after 45 years. Yeah, but, she's a saint, man. She's a saint. Yes, yes, indeed. So shout out to to Tina Vincent there. Now, did you write that on your own, or was that a, a group effort? I, I wrote that one on my own. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. So uh, a solo effort from from Keith Vincent and uh, being a Southern boy at heart, I can definitely, yeah, uh, <laughs> I can definitely relate to that myself. So yeah, there was a line of, there was a line or two went flying by me there, but that's okay. <laughs> if you, I ever, you, uh, <laughs> you improvise quite well, sir. If I ever remembered the whole thing all the way through, it'd be, uh, uh, it'd be a first. So I'll just <laughs> I'll move right on. I, my, you know, I used to, I used to play piano and my piano teacher used to tell me if you mess up, the key is to just mess up in a way that nobody knows you messed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Just don't act like it. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> Disguise it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, that was that was great. Now, we're all on pins and needles. We are anxious to hear what your Keith Vincent pick is going to be. <laughs> well... See, you know, being, being a Jimmy Buffett fan like I am, I wanted to, you know, I've always kind of had, uh, I've always kind of moved toward his style of, of music. And I like that uh, Caribbean rock kind of um, vibe that he puts out there. Yeah, just so sort of cures what ails you. Yeah. And this song is, uh, this is one that's, uh, kind of addresses you know we all we all tend to procrastinate from time to time no uh, and we say things that you know well one of these days i'm going to do this and uh, one of these days i'm going to do that and so um i wrote a song and i just called it someday i'll someday i'll awesome There's a little place in the back of my mind where I go when the going gets tough. 
There's a cool ocean breeze rattling the coconut trees, steel drums and thatched grass huts. I keep telling myself there'll come a day I'll do everything I dreamed about. Till then I'll stow away my fears and tell myself that next year gonna sell away to someday I'll Someday I'll lay on a beach in Martinique Someday I'll soak up some Caribbean sun Someday I'll play my guitar in a bar in St. Bart Singing songs like Jimmy Buffett's song Someday I'll save a few bucks One day I might have enough To buy that one-way ticket south Someday I'll say it and mean it Till then I'll just have to dream About those beaches down Someday I'll Right back in my chair I can see myself now Playing volleyball in the island sun I don't know how many times I've made up my mind To turn in my keys and be done I've always put off today What I could do tomorrow That's always been my style Now I live with regrets That I still haven't yet Set foot on someday I'll Someday I'll lay on the beach in Martinique Someday I'll soak up some Caribbean sun Someday I'll play my guitar in a bar in St. Bart Singing all them Jimmy Buffett songs Someday I'll save a few bucks One day I might have enough To buy that one-way ticket south Someday I'll say it and mean it Till then I'll just have to dream About those beaches down Someday I'll Excuses are nooses That'll rub your neck raw Mind grow tighter Every time I think about All the things I've wanted to do And still ain't got around to But I keep telling myself Someday I'll lay on the beach in Martinique Someday I'll soak up some Caribbean sun Someday I'll play my guitar in a bar in St. Bart Singing all them Bob Marley songs Someday I'll save a few bucks One day I might have enough To buy that one-way ticket south Someday I'll say it and mean it Till then I'll just have to dream About those beaches down Someday I'll Someday I'll say it and mean it Till then I'll just have to dream About those beaches down Someday I'll Bravo! Yeah, I know a lot of us can uh, can relate to that one. I know Jimmy Buffett would be proud of that masterpiece too. I I can just hear him singing that. That's his style, like you say. Well, that's you know that was kind of the reason I, I wrote it in, in his style. You know, he always has some of that, a lot of that tongue in cheek, 
uh, lyrics stuff that he does. And uh, it's always kind of fun to see if you can emulate what these really, really good writers do. And I'd like to think I, I've got, I've made it to the first rung of the ladder. So <laughs> you're a young man, Keith, so you'll make it all the way up. But <laughs> Just keep on talking, Sam. Just keep on talking. <laughs> there you go. When Jimmy Buffett gets a hold of that, he's going to make a big, huge hit. We're, we're going to be hearing that on uh, on well, national one of these, radio one of these days i'm gonna grow up and get a real job so. there you go <laughs> hey don't don't grow up unless you have to unless exactly. and until <laughs> but, exactly but anyway well keith uh, this has been a blast we have sure enjoyed listening to you and uh talking with you i hope you've enjoyed it my friend oh man it's been a great time i really appreciate you letting me come on play out play these songs and Anytime I get a chance to play st some of the stuff that I've written is always a thrill for me. Well, and and us too. So uh, you take good care. We'll, we'll do this again sometime and uh, we'll let you pick out a few others for us. I am looking forward to it, buddy. Gosh, you know, almost everybody's thinking about beaches and tropical places this time of year and songs about the South and summertime just couldn't be any more appropriate. So two very timely and enjoyable selections we just heard from our man, Keith Vincent. Quite a true talent he is. And again, if you'd like to find out additional information about him and his shows, and if you'd like to inquire about possibly booking him, look no further than his Facebook page. It's at Keith Lane Vincent. You can send him a message there. Or you can email him again. That's kvincent0014 at gmail.com. K-V-I-N-C-E-N-T-0014 at gmail.com. I will link you to... Actually, I will include that email. It's not a link per se. But I will drop that email into my show notes too so that you can refer to it and you can drop him an easy line with any kind of questions or comments you may have. In fact, drop him an email. Let Keith know that you heard him here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. I know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that would mean the world to him, and it would mean the world to me, knowing that he and I had uh, uh, at least a somewhat captive audience here for the show. I know they became a lot more captive after after they heard Keith sing and play, but uh, anyhow, we sure appreciate him joining us as this week's Commonwealth crowd pleaser. Now gang, you know the drill. My email address is bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. Shoot me information about those other Commonwealth crowd pleasers that you know of, and I know you know at least one. Come on. Folks that are gifted in the areas of uh, singing and or playing and the other areas for that matter, I would love to find out about them and consider them for future participation on this show. If you are new to the program, you know, I, I try to keep uh, the variety going, but the, the common theme is all of these people have connections to Kentucky. In fact, pretty strong connections to Kentucky. But we like to do restaurants. We like to feature state parks, musicians like Keith Vincent today. Uh, we also feature, you know, local businesses and uh, unique places to shop and uh, buy specialty items that you just can't find anywhere and everywhere. So whatever's on your mind, shoot me that email. Also, 
don't hesitate to reach out to me via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. And please, by all means, like and follow the page if you're not already doing that, because all of my previous shows are there. Again, if you are a first-time listener, welcome aboard. Yes, you've missed a lot, but the good news is all of my shows up to this point are awaiting you on the Facebook page. They're all right there. I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to any or all of them that you may have missed, or maybe you just want to hear one or two of them again. Well, they couldn't be easier to find right there on the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. We also have teasers that we put out uh, about once a week or so generally about uh, future shows and our plans for upcoming guests so that you can uh, mark your calendar and make plans to listen. You can also comment, leave messages. I absolutely love interacting with listeners on that platform too. Now, good Lord willing and the creek don't rise, we will come your way again on June 15th. That is next Wednesday. It will already be the middle of the month and that kind of freaks me out. I don't know about you, but that's when we will come your way again. I don't want to be sitting here talking to myself and my guest. My guest doesn't want nobody to hear him or her but me. So make sure that you come on back and uh, grace my guest and I with your splendid presence. And before we part ways this week, I have the highly anticipated answer of this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster. Yes, we brought it to you at the beginning of today's show. And of course, Martha Lane Collins became the first and only female governor of Kentucky to date. She uh, assumed this role starting in 1983, lasting until 1987. But uh, 27 years prior to Martha Lane Collins becoming governor, she earned another admirable distinction that many may not be aware of. I wanted to know what that was. Well, guys and gals, back in 1956... Future Kentucky Governor Martha Lane Collins was, in fact, the Kentucky Derby Festival Queen. How about that? Martha Lane Collins became Kentucky Derby Festival Queen. She was crowned in 1956, and little did her friends and family know that 27 years later, in 1983, she would become Kentucky's very first and only female governor to date between 1983 and 1987. But yes, indeed, Martha Lane Collins was a Kentucky Derby Festival queen way back in the year 1956. So come on back next week. We'll have another Bluegrass Brain Buster and much, much more fun, more fun than you can shake a stick at, as a matter of fact. And in the meantime, make sure that you uh, listen and subscribe to Blabbit in the Bluegrass without paying one pretty penny via Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and or Verbal. These are all very easy podcast directories to access. They are absolutely free of charge and for very usable outlets for you to Keep up to speed with me and your other friends across the Commonwealth here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass that we enjoy featuring on a weekly basis. So we'll see you back here next week. And between now and then, do me a favor. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing, blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. 
There's nothing here to hide Cause we're saying it with pride Just a blabbing in the bluegrass With knowledge of the state You're sure to appreciate Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.